Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 134 in Edmonton, Royal Pizza, Pizza Pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50-plus years. For a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Stop for recommendation, Mediterranean chicken. We had... To our Oilers Now headliner today for our friends at Wilhock Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Trent and Wilhawk. You can search for them at W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. We welcome back to the show Edmonton area product that willed himself to a 400-game NHL career for the last uh, decade or so on the Washington Capitals broadcast. Some listeners like him, some not so much. L May. Hello, Al. How you doing? I'm doing great, and I don't care about the listeners that don't like me, Bob, because the ones that do far outweigh those guys. So there you go. There you think, go. Yeah. Now, are, are you uh, are you poolside right now? Because it sounds like you're outside somewhere. I'm I'm trying to be in the quietest spot of the pool. So hopefully there's not too much background noise. And you know how these phones are nowadays; they get all they, the background noise, not enough to the front. There you go. They pick up everything. All right, let's let's get right after it. Vegas Golden Knights. Kelly McCrimmon's built a big, tough team. Uh, Colorado Avalanche. Joe Sackick uh, and George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon have built a big, tough team. Uh, Joe Sackick, Chris McFarland, Craig Billington, they got a tremendous team in Colorado. Last night, 4 nothing game, Ryan Graves fills in Matthias Janmark, knocks him out of the game. Vegas is down 4 nothing. There's chasing. Al, to me, Graves has got to read that situation and drop the flippers with the first guy that comes his way. He didn't do that. And they went after him the rest of the night until the point that uh, Ryan Reeves uh, took a, a, a match penalty on a bite in the game. Am I thinking of it from too old school of a perspective here, that Graves has got to take the fight or what? You're way too old school. It's 2021. It's the playoffs. And in the playoffs, you have a lot of guys with playoff muscles. And the game is so much from when I played, when you were playing, you know, it, it's completely different now how all these things happen. And even when I played, in the playoffs, you had to be, really smart and tactically intelligently how you made people pay for things and ryan graves it was plus 40 or 50 a couple years ago he doesn't drop the gloves he primarily plays when mckinnon's lines on the ice and he, he is a little bit of a bully you know he, he he hasn't he throws big hits he never answers the bell on the other side of it you know the, the big thing now is everyone complains there's a big hit in the game and all of a sudden so the nearest guy to the hit drops his gloves and goes after the guy who threw a perfect hit so it's one of those situations uh, where I think Ryan Reeves didn't read it properly. He went over the top with what he did. I have no problem with him going, the, the pushing the shoving, the helmet, you know, grabbing, 
grabbing the guy and muscling him up. But, you know, the stuff he did on the ice was senseless. It looked like, to me, first it was like a knee to the head, and then he looked like he'd put a knee to the throat, and I thought that was garbage. And I was watching the game with the sound off last night, and that told me all I needed. I didn't need any broadcaster to influence me any way. Uh, I expected him, and I thought the ref had a lot of balls in calling a nine-minute power play to him and then giving the misconducts out the way that he did. I, th- I thought the referee actually handled that right. So in 2021, you can't be a dinosaur. you got to be really smart about how that Colorado Avalanche are the fastest team in the National Hockey League, and you just need to play a smarter, smarter brand of hockey. And they're lucky there was only one power play goal scored at the end of the game because I was kind of hoping that Colorado jacked it up to 10. Uh, all right, so you don't think the guys of the Colorado branch are sitting there looking at Graves going, just take a fight with Carrier or take a fight with Brown or somebody. Get this done and over with, and then we can get back to playing. No, no you know what? And I don't know, Does that, has that Carrier ever had a fight? I'm not sure because he pushes and shoves a lot in those scrums because his right winger is a monster. And, you know, to me, you look at a guy like Reeves and – you know, he, he's the number one bully in the National Hockey League, and he's a four, he's a 100% a fourth-line guy. And yep. as Evander Kane said, you want him on the ice as much as you can, 20 minutes a game. He's not going to help you out. He crossed the line, and, you know, the one game for the match, I think he should get more. You know, so it's one I, of those well, things. And, and I don't mean to be hypocritical because I made my – I made a living, and I got out of junior hockey by playing tough and sticking up for my teammates. I got out of the minor leagues by playing tough and sticking up for my teammates. And I, and I do believe in that, but I think you also have to be smart. I played on Calgary at the end of my career, and the way we were coached there, the last playoffs that I played in the National Hockey League or watched, uh, the team retaliated on everything. They were first-place team four years in a row. They retaliated on everything. They didn't understand what tough hockey was. It was the stuff between the whistles in the playoffs, not after the whistles. And it just to me right now, you don't have to you don't have to drop your gloves with anyone. Washington had a big tough team this year; didn't help them too much in the playoffs. They were bounced in five. So I think you have to evolve with the game. And if you know Vegas wants to go out and do you know try to make payback again, you know what's going to happen? Colorado's going to put up another seven eight goals on them and just skate the living daylights out of them and outclass them in every regard. Yeah, I find this interesting, Al, because uh, I, I think it, there, it needed to be a little bit of comment upon Gray. I'm not making Graves out to be, you know, like he, like, let's establish right now. I think there should be a multiple-game suspension of Ryan Reeves for what he did. I'm saying the situation gets avoided if if Graves just takes the fight after the hit. Like, but uh, you're you know saying- what? He's, play, he's, play, he's played pro hockey for six or seven years now. And yep. I think he had one year in the AHL, probably because he's, what is he, 6'5 or something like that, 6'6? Six, six. Right, yeah. And he had, he had about 60 or 70 penalty minutes, and guys were probably shaming him into fights. He probably get, you know, felt like he had to. You know, if you're a good coach, and, you know, Bednar is a Western Canadian kid. You know, he, he grew up playing tough hockey. When he played in the minor leagues, he played tough hockey. All of his teams have played a smart, fast brand of tough hockey. But now he's got this team, and he's evolved. You know, I'm telling Graves, if he's that important to that first-line success, to move the puck, to, to be there for his partner, to bump pet, pet pucks over to Makar, you know what? Tell everyone to, to take a hike. You don't have to answer the bell with anyone. The game has changed. You know what? You have so many guys in media, social media, that go on the attack. You know, so if Graves fights him, uh, there's going to be half the world. Well, they'll say more than that. They're going to be after him for fighting because he let – Reeves decide. So I was always a believer, even back when I played, I decide when I fight. Not 
not my coach, not the other team, not the other team's coach. Okay. And there are times you have to walk away from the dance, and there are the times that you force it. And to me, Graves didn't have to, and I thought Reeves just went went across because he went, he's a he went way too he went, went, went way too far. There's no question. He went yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it lo- it looked bad. It looked bad. Uh, all right, switching focus. How does Connor McDavid? We haven't had we haven't had you on since the Oilers got a limit. How does Connor McDavid play two playoff series in a row? Eight, four games against Chicago, four games against Winnipeg. He played 120 minutes in those four games because of the overtimes. He never gets. He never draws a power play for Edmonton. How is that even feasible? Well, obviously, Winnipeg worked the referees before every game because I watched the games and I thought it should have been call after call. And just because he's too fast doesn't mean you should be able to hook and hold him. So on the other side of everything, I and I don't care that it's Connor McDavid. I believe is a penalty is a penalty. And a penalty is a penalty from the puck drop, the, the opening puck drop, to when overtime ends, whatever it is. I think penalties, this managing the game garbage to me is, you know, pushing and shoving and, you know, handing out tens or doing what you're supposed to. And you know what? He obviously should have had more power play opportunities. I saw him being hooked, held, hit late, obstructed, and they weren't doing their job. And for that, we don't get to watch the best offensive player in the National Hockey League play any more playoff games. And, you know, on a team that needs, you know, Edmonton needs Connor McDavid to to get his offense because it's 100% reliant on those two top players you know, because after that, everyone really struggles to create offense. Those two guys, if you let them play the game within the rules, which they do, they're going to get on the board and they're going to hurt you. So they just it, there was too much obstruction. There was too much. And, and I just really fault the referees for, for not doing their job in those instances. And it's funny. You could go into a court of law and show hooking penalties all day long and non-calls, and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. It, it's unbelievable, really. And that, to me, is where that part of the game needs to be managed way more. See, they'll sit there, the list, you know, the, the, the fans that aren't Oilers fans, and you're singing to the Oilers fans' ears right now, Al, you know that. But the, the Oilers haters, and we have some that listen to the show say, oh, it's the loser's lament, you lost in four straight. But you lost basically four one-goal games, three that went in overtime. And if you just call a, a penalty, one more penalty each game for the obvious stuff, Edmonton's got the best power play in the league. Maybe you're having a different result during the course of the game. Or is that too simplistic of a perspective to have? <laughs> well, that's way too simple. That, you know, I go back to years ago, and I, I thought when I was a kid growing up watching the Oilers, I remember the very first season that the Oilers were in the NHL and Philadelphia came to town. Philadelphia was my favorite childhood team until that night. And I saw Bobby Clark, who was my all-time and still is my all-time favorite player, basically water ski behind Gretzky all game. He had a stick on him the entire game. He had a hand in his jersey, and the referees let it let him get away. The Oilers tied that game. Yeah, the Oilers tied that game. I think it was 3-3, three to three, had some real good drama in it. And I just look at, you know, even back then, you know, they weren't they, – the, the interpretation of the rules, is it's absolutely ridiculous a lot of nights. So, you know, Oilers fan or not, when I watch every team play, I'm watching games, I yell at the television – when the right calls aren't being made. I yell at the television when the right plays aren't being made up, different players. And I, I, I believe that that part of the game has to be way more consistent. I'm a, I'm a little emotional, but I, 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 am, I, I believe that the referee's got to be held to a higher standard. I believe the players always have to be coaches. And to me, consistency is what everyone wants. If they want WWE quality officiating, uh, then they, I guess they got that in the first round in Edmonton and, and uh, Winnipeg. 
Well, I, I do think it played a little bit of a factor in that series. I mean, Winnipeg's depth came into factor and goaltending. You got a goalie with a 950 save percentage. Who do you got tonight between Toronto? Well, two questions. Who do you want to see win tonight? And who do you think will win tonight between Toronto and Montreal? Well, this going to offend your Leafs listeners, but I've always hated the Leafs. I didn't like playing in Maple Leaf Gardens. I thought it was overrated compared to the Montreal Forum. Uh, the Bell Center still, to me, is the the, is the jewel of the National Hockey League with the feels that you get inside when, when you're in there. Edmonton's got the best, of course, but the one that you feel different in is Montreal. I want Montreal to win this series because I don't like – there's a lot that I don't like about the Leafs, and I think Montreal is doing everything they can. you got to have a hot, great goalie, and they have that. And I just would love to see them pull it off because, you know, the Leafs are usually picked to win the Stanley Cup, you know, in July 2nd every year. They they already have the parade after free agency day. So this year, whatever day free agency is, I'm sure they'll have a parade again. But I I really want Montreal to come out and, and go on to the next round. Pittsburgh and Washington uh, have had challenges getting out of the first round since winning the Pittsburgh got out of the first round once. They lost to Washington after winning in 16-17. Washington won the Cup. Next three years, Pittsburgh bounced out in the first round. Uh, Washington's been bounced out here the last couple of years. Does it just speak volumes to how hard it is to win, Al? Absolutely. And, you know, I've said this on your show countless times over the years is, you know, you got to have all the right players, you know, right coaching, management, everything matters. And then you have to have the right systems. And then it comes down to you need luck and you need to be healthy. And I don't know where the health of the Pittsburgh Penguins was, but I know in Washington, you know, they were just too banged up and they should be announcing surgery after surgery soon. And they're an older team. And when you have any lower body injuries, it's tough to play your game. You can play the game with, you know, busted up hands, elbows, shoulders. But when you've got groin pulls, knee injuries, uh, it, it's hard to play your game. And But you need everything to work. And it's kind of like a magic potion. So the teams that go the farthest, they usually somehow keep their guys taped together somehow. And they get some lucky bounces here and there. And that, that's the top thing. You know, there, there is a lot of parity in the league. And, but you need you need that you know formulation that you know the the winner stew of having all that because you're not going to win the cup if you're too banged up if you're you've got too many players out of the lineup and that's why I look at the Boston Bruins you know they keep losing players the, the Capitals tenderized them battered them up took three to four defensemen out at different times and it, it, the injuries start to mount up and I think the Bruins have a great system and when they have all their players healthy they're pretty tough to beat but I don't know if they'll make it to the finish line with all the injuries that they're going to end up sustaining. Al, enjoy the time uh, outside at the pool. Thanks for joining us here in Oilers now. All right, take care, stop. Talk to you soon. Bye. You bet. That is Al May from NBCSN, uh, Washington Capitals analyst, uh, longtime NHL player as well. When we return, we'll get to uh, this day in Oilers history with a little bit of an audio uh, version. It's one of my favorite days ever. One of my favorite teams of all time. This is Oilers Now. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to tonight's pregame show. This is Rod Phillips reporting to you from the Northlands Coliseum in Edmonton. Tonight, it's the Edmonton Oilers and the Philadelphia Flyers. It's Game 7 of the 1987 Stanley Cup Championship Series. The winner tonight will carry with them the Stanley Cup. Here's Messier now to Anderson up on the right wing. Got by Carson to center into the flyer zone. A pass to Nielsen. To Messier, score! 
Kevin Lowe's got it with 14 seconds remaining. He plays it off the boards to the flyer line. McCrimmon jamming it to the order line. Here is the countdown. Five. It rolls back to Hextall. Three, two, one. It's over. The Edmonton Oilers have won their third Stanley Cup championship. The Oilers defeat the Philadelphia Flyers. There you go on the state. One of my favorite days. May 31st. 1987. Watch the game in Clearwater, British Columbia. It was a Sunday. Glenn Anderson, Mark Messier, Yari Curry all beat Flyer goaltender Ron Extall, who was brilliant for Philly. Oilers beat Philly 3-1 in Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final in front of the uh, Northlands crowd. The Oilers fired 43 shots on Extall to beat the Flyers for the second time in three years in the big dance. Great job there in the matchup, uh, Brendan Escott. Again, you can text us at any time at 780-496-0063. This texter, Bill in Drayton Valley. I know a Bill in Drayton Valley. Uh, played for the Southside Athletic Club. Uh, Bob, Al May was bang on today in everything he said. Great guest and very smart. Uh, Gord says, Bob, Al May is my new favorite. Love the comments about the Maple Leafs. Again, you can text us 780-496-0063. Rob says, the only true way to get fair officiating is to call the rule book. If the reps allowed to make allowances, they're no better than a French figure skating judge. <laughs> Going back to 2002. There you go. Wetters GM says, that's why I love Al May. He says it like it is. And if we had more media like him, maybe the game management wouldn't be a thing. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. All right. Uh, coming up, uh, we'll see what Reed, Reed Wilkins has got inside sports shaking tonight at 6 to 8 p.m. Brendan, uh, what has he got rolling with? You'll hear from Jack Michaels, Bakersfield Condors forward uh, captain Brad Malone, and Brian Blessing from Sportsbook radio and vegas hockey hotline tomorrow sportsnet's mark specter for the horses and horse racing alberta live racing is back at century mile friday and sunday evening no fan access at this time but you can watch and wager online at hbibet.com post time at 6 15 by the way the province uh, in edmonton uh high of 6100 active cases at uh, on may the 5th we got down to 2126 as of yesterday and uh the province was at 1.6 million uh, vaccinations to start on May 1st. We are now currently at 2.76 million vaccinations. Let's keep her going in the right direction there. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, and then 6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Have a magnificent Monday, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.